saved, you've been born again, boy, that's a glorious day. And I tell you what, there's coming a, another glorious day here before long. And, uh, you know, but uh, you got to be listening, uh, you know, because right. uh, the trumpet's going to sound here before long. Amen. And, uh, but uh, you know what we need to do till, till it, uh, the trumpet sounds and we're taken out of this place? I believe Jesus said, occupy, occupy. Occupied, I come. Amen. Well, let's stand, if you will. Good to see everybody tonight. Good to see uh, Brother uh, Floyd and Miss Jackie. And yes, uh, yes. tell you what a blessing it is to have everyone here tonight. Amen. Amen. Well, we're just going to ask God to uh, bless the service tonight. Brother Floyd, if you are able, would you lead us in prayer, please, sir?
Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Take your hymnal and go to page 206. Page 206. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. I'm usually not down there, and I notice, Pastor, you got some good taste on them socks. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. So I'm in good shape. I got the same socks as Pastor. We're in good shape. Uh, I don't get to see that sitting up here. And so, uh, you know, Pastor did good this morning. You know, I, I was thinking of verse when he was talking about that, that pork and that um, he that, uh, no, so he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. Right. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. And uh, I think it turned out pretty good, though, didn't it? <laughs> Pastor said it turned out pretty good, so he did good anyway, amen? All right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer for the offering, and how about Brother Jim lead us, would you please? Heavenly Father, I do want to thank you for this day, and Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Yes. Your love, your mercy, and your grace, Lord. Lord, we ask now that you 
Amen. One, six hundred and one. Just remain seated. We'll sing all three verses, all three verses. Secure from all alone. 
what have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms, leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. On the everlasting arms. Amen. God for his blessings. Amen. Well, let's just stand if you're able, and we're going to shake hands. First of all, we'll sing a little chorus, and uh, I'll tell you what, we all need to learn a little chorus. Have that in your head. Do you ever get something in your head you can't get out? 
if you'll sing his courses all week long, you, uh, you yeah. know what, uh, it'll be a blessing to you. Amen. Uh, yeah. Now listen, uh, uh, somebody give Brother Byron a, a, a candy bar here, so don't yeah. anybody be eating off of it, all right? Amen. <laughs> we'll sing the chorus, I love you, Lord. We'll sing it through and then shake hands. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, all my soul rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet Shake hands. Uh, we have two missionaries left to adopt, um, the, uh, Robbie and Lauren Prater, which we took on in January. These folks are going to Paraguay, South Africa, excuse me, South America. And then um, Robert and Abigail Sepak, uh, they are going to Guyana, South America. And so um, if, how many of you guys have adopted a missionary, at least one missionary? Great, great. And uh, if you haven't adopted one, this would be a great opportunity to get a missionary. And all, this is not a financial obligation. This is, the church already supports these missionaries. So it's just a, a, a 
sort of a prayer connection with them, uh, let them know that we're, we are as a church thinking about them, staying connected with them, emailing them, wish them a happy birthday, happy anniversary, those kind of things. If there's a special prayer request they have, we can bring that to the church. And so it's just a, a better way to stay connected with our missionaries. And so uh, if anybody can adopt these, I'm going to leave them right down here on the steps. There's just two left. We had four, so two are gone and there's two left. And so uh, the Praetors and the CPEX, so just sign this little card and just let me know that's who adopted them. And uh, that'd be helpful, all right? And so please do that. And then look in your bulletin there, and, and so briefly a few announcements uh, there. And so um, appreciate you know, the choir. It's been a blessing today, Brother Byron being here. And so appreciate uh, the choir coming out yet last night. And I was listening to them a little bit in my office there, and it sounded really good. So appreciate all the work they put in this weekend. And so uh, be praying for this uh, fundraiser. So if you want to get involved in this, I've got some sheets that we'll print out uh, for for. Folks that are selling these things for camp, so a camper, you can just let me know. I have some sheets we can print out and give to you to start selling those. And we'll have them available towards the end of the month of March. And so we're really at that time. And so if you want to do this for the mission trip, that's, that's fine too. This is for camp. Um, and so we just need a number to make. We've got some chocolate. We've got some peanut butter. We've got some confectionery sugar already. And last year, we made a lot of eggs last year. And so, um, so you let us know. Uh, we'll give you the sheet. See me tonight on that. We'll get you that. And then pay attention to the March uh, schedule. We've got a lot going on. So next Saturday, we got Scripture Assembly. And uh, what, Pastor, what, 9.30, 10 o'clock for that? 9.30 here at the church. And we'll have everything set up on Friday. And uh, then so ready to go on Saturday when you come in. And um, then Brother Dan Hum will be in the services on Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, be, be preaching. And then we roll right into our missions conference uh, on that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the 10th and the 13th. And so on that Sunday, um, we're having uh, Brother Harding preaching Sunday school, the 10 o'clock hour, so we'll have a combined Sunday school here in the 11 o'clock service. And then we're having a big mission meal Sunday afternoon, okay? So we'll have a dinner on the grounds, and so we won't have an evening service that night, but then we'll hit it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. That's our missions conference this year. We're going, instead of doing our dinner on Saturday, we're going to do it on Sunday. And so um, just listen up for that, that kind of information. We'll, we'll keep putting that out. And um, be praying about this, this mission conference. That God will speak to our hearts in a special way. And maybe if you're not involved in faith promise giving, this has been an opportunity for you to jump in and get involved in it. And uh, it'd be great if you have 100% participation. Everybody get involved giving the missions, giving something to missions and letting God multiply it. So Phil America event, that's just getting the gospel out through um, gospel tracks. And so that's the 23rd through the 6th of Mar uh, April. We'll do that. And then we'll have our rally in the valley. Brother Reno will be staying over for Sunday preaching our um, sunrise service. Uh, at 8.30, that's when the sun gets up for our sunrise service at 8.30, amen? And uh, we'll have our cantata that morning and, and our, our Easter breakfast and all that kind of stuff, so be praying about all that. Happy birthday today to Donna, and then happy birthday this week to Karina, and then happy anniversary this week to Brandon and Lauren. Congratulations to them. All right, why don't you stand with us one more time? And uh, Tony will come lead us in one more song. Page 180, 180. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4, 1, 2, and 4. Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior
promises that cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail by the living word of god i shall prevail standing on the promises of god standing 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 on the promises of god my savior I cannot fall, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all, standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing. Well, you get your Bibles ready, if you will, and just a little bit, Brother Byron Fox is going to come, going to preach for us, and certainly we have enjoyed all that Brother Byron does when he comes. He's not uh, idle many minutes of the day, all right, and uh, so we're thankful for his dedication to the work of God and the work of Christ. Uh, boy, he just, uh, he's always bringing out something new whether it's a, a song book or a hymn book or some new songs, or he's got a new song he wants to teach you. And uh, you can say what you want about Brother Byron, but he just loves the Lord, and he loves to make people laugh and just enjoy uh, the Christian life. So he's going to preach in just a moment, and then I believe Brother Tony's going to sing for us tonight. Amen. Sin 
had left the crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. to claim I'll wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's lamb Jesus paid it all all to him I owe sin had left the crimson stain he washed it white as God. He's a good Sunday school teacher and he walks with God. Psalm 122 is where you're turning in the Word of God. Psalm 122 and I want you to find your phone. Everybody get your phone. It's legal to have your phone. 
now because I'm going to show you a website. I showed it to the choir and I want to show everyone here because just before I preach a real happy message in the, in the Bible, Psalm 122, um, get your phone now. Hold your phones up. Let's see if you got your phones out. Let's see. Oh yeah, a bunch of you people with your phones. Good. Go to this website, Faith wensamerica.org faithwinsamerica.org I'm going to see if I can get it to come up here. Hey, I got it. No, I didn't. That's the wrong, wrong thing. I'm going too fast. Faith, let me try it again. Faith wins. I got it. All right. How many of you have got it? Oh, good. Protect our communities. No many Casinos on every corner. And this is our website, Faith Wins America. And it says, take action today. And you can um, sign on to get uh, your message to the governor and to your local state legislator. And I wish you would do it right now. How many of you have already done it? Raise your hands real high. Those, oh yeah, a number of you have done it. Uh, Everybody else, right now, I'd like, you to, I'd like for you to do it right now if, if you believe God wants you to. Now look, I'm against gambling. Amen. I showed the young people Friday night six principles of the Word of God that we violate if we gamble. Was, um, was George Washington against gambling? You all know who George Washington was, right? Father of our country, I mean, you know, um, historical uh, man, um, had um, uh, Mount Vernon, um, tremendous fella. I'm going to look up, I've got right here a statement from George Washington. Now, I didn't interview him personally to get this, okay? Um, but um, I've got other statements that I'm going to read to you as well and tell you a little story along the way. But George Washington said, Gambling is the child of avarice, the brother of iniquity, and the father of mischief. I don't think he wanted gambling in America. What do you think? And, um, and he was a good, good president, good general. I've read portions of his prayer journal. Here's a few other things I put on my um, Facebook recently. Government-sponsored lotteries are attacks on people who are bad at math. <laughs> it really is. Um, no Christian should be gambling. I put that on. And I got some pushback on some of these things. Um, let's see. I've got a few more I was going to read to you here. I'm just looking them up here. Um, and I've done some research even this afternoon. Oh, on the Dave Ramsey show, you know, the financial man, and he's a Christian man. I just saw it this morning. It was sent to me. There's a man called in who was 36 years old. He called into this financial program because he's flat broke. He's 36. At age 28, he won $1 million in the Virginia State Lottery. At age 28. Age 36, flat broke. And so the people on Ramsey's show said, how'd you get broke? He said, I won the million dollars by a scratch-off ticket through gambling. He said, I continued to gamble, and now I have nothing. Yeah, I read this afternoon about 70% of lottery winners are flat broke in three years. 
I read about one man who had won $16 million and one year later was $1 million in debt. Uh, I put this on my Facebook. Gambling is a family issue. One member gets addicted and then the whole family suffers. That's true. I put this up two hours ago. Gambling offers a false hope. I, I'm against it. I really am against it. So what's going on right now? All right, let me give you a little review. Now I've got an 11 point message, so I can't give you a long review. All right. Um, 1973, until 1973, it was illegal to gamble in Virginia. That's good. It ought to be illegal. Do you know until just recently it was against the law to commit adultery in, in Virginia? That's a good law too. So they, it's never enforced. Doesn't matter if it's enforced or not. It's a good law. Where'd they get that law from? From God's Word. The Ten Commandments, I say, are good. What do you think? They're for our help. They're for our benefit. And so until 1973, so in 1973, the, the nose of the camel got underneath the tent with what was called charitable gambling. You could gamble, but only if, uh, if the winnings went to charity. Charitable gambling. Yeah, yeah. That's how kind of noble people thought in Virginia. We'll do that. That was 1973. 1987. How many of you were an adult in 1987? All right. I was. And I fought it in 1987. I was a young man at that point. But Jack Knapp was the leader of the Virginia Assembly of Independent Baptists. And he launched a war against the lottery. And I went into war with him. And a bunch of us in this room likely went into that war. And we lost. The gambling industry won. And we were promised in 1987 that if we would have the lottery, that all of our educational expenses would be met. All right. How many of you pay property taxes? I do. On my car and on my house. And 61% in Newport News, Virginia, 61% of my property tax goes to the government school. In your area, it's over 50% of your property tax goes to the government school. I've never had a child in the Newport News Public School. And yet I'm still giving 61. I thought the lottery was going to take care of all of that. It makes big promises but never, never achieves what it said. It's a lie. So the first lottery ticket was sold in September of 1988 in Virginia. And now, already, already in Virginia, these gray machines, they're called skill machines. There's no skill involved. You drop money in and touch a button. And they're rigged for you to lose. The house always wins. How many of you all know that's true? The house going to win. And... Um, they're called gray machines right now because last October the 15th, our marvelous Attorney General of Virginia, Jason Meores, I've been with him a lot. This past uh, January, we were having in Richmond, Virginia, 
what was deemed to be the Human Trafficking Summit. And Jason Mejores, our Attorney General, called us and said, Brother Fox, will you come and speak and lead us in prayer? We're going to pray that human trafficking is eradicated in Virginia. That'd be a good thing. And Jason Mejores, he called me another time. He says, come to Richmond. We're fighting fentanyl in our, in our state. And a number of times he's called on me to come and lead in prayer and speak from the Bible on these subjects. I love him. Now, I don't endorse any candidates. I don't endorse any, any politicians. But I sure do love people who stand up for the right thing. Amen. Well, so our Attorney General, General Meores, in October, this past October, he sent out a letter, and you'll see these letters on these gray machines. Gray, because it's not a black and white issue. It's gray is what they're saying. And he's got a letter on those things saying, this machine is illegal. So those letters went out. And you can read them. I've got a copy of the letter. So right now, the Virginia Assembly is meeting. Right now. We're in session right now. And you know we've got a Virginia House of Delegates and a Virginia Senate. We've got 100 members of the House of Delegates and we've got 40 senators. These are elected for two years. These are for four years. We just had elections. And a certain team is in charge of both chambers. And they introduced a bill to make these gray machines legal. How many gray machines are we talking about? 90,000. And of the two bills, the one in the Senate is even worse than the one in the House. And I hate to tell you that in the Senate, these gambling machines were approved 32 to 8. There's 21 Democrats and 19 Republicans. And it won 32 to 8. And those 8 that voted against it in the Senate, 4 were Republicans and 4 were Democrats. How about that? They come out saying... It passed with bipartisan support. It also had bipartisan opposition. Over here in the House, only 99 votes were cast. One man abstained. And it passed over here in the House 65 to 34. There's 51 Democrats and there's 49 Republicans. And it passed 65 to 34. Now, I've got a bunch of them cell phone numbers because I've been in their rooms and offices and I've prayed with them. I've carried their burdens. I've wept with some of them. And before these votes were taken, I texted them and I told them where God stands on this. God is against gambling. Some of these very people that I told them that, they voted the wrong way. So this past Thursday, myself and Pastor Thomas Alvis and Pastor Jerry Davis, we went to 30 offices of people who voted the wrong way. And I will not reveal all the details, but I sat down in one man's office, him and his two staff members, and me and Pastor Alvis and uh, Pastor Jerry Davis. There's six of us in the room. We sat down, we had some pleasantries, and then the, the senator, I'll tell you that much, the senator said, Brother Fox, 
I know I disappointed you. Yes, you did. You voted the wrong way. He said it was going to pass anyway. I don't care. That's an unprincipled position. Listen, gambling is bad for Virginia. Uh, you need, these folk in these um, uh, offices, they need to just go to Google and search harms of gambling. There's plenty of documentation of all the harm. So I'm against it. I'm fighting it with tooth and nail. Now this coming Tuesday at 8 a.m., I'm going to drive home after the evening service. and I've got some things I've just got to do Monday. I've got a family, you know. And I've got that brand new grandson. And I've got that three-year-old granddaughter. And I've got another one on the way. Yeah. And I've got a wife to take care of. And I've got things. But Tuesday morning, I've already got the appointment. Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock, I'm meeting with our lieutenant governor, Miss Winsome Sears. And God bless her. She takes a good stand on things. And I'm going to talk to her specifically that she needs to give her influence to stop this. It's going to be very hard to stop. Very hard. I'll just tell you this. You and I have not been called to win. We're very likely not to win this. But we've not even been called to win. We have been called to stand up. And so, though we're small in number, we've got 107 pastors so far that have signed our letter to the governor that I plan to hand deliver to him. And we need to get a lot more. So far, as of two days ago, we'd had 3,600 folk go to that website and add their name. We're getting about four or 500 people per day. It's hard work. I'm pushing in every direction I know how. Um, at 2 o'clock this Tuesday, we're going to have a press conference. I'm going to go public. And not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody likes that I'm standing against gambling. There's a lot of people that hate me because of it. But it's the right thing. Amen. Next Saturday, next weekend... I'm going to have a one-hour program on WNIS, the news talk station in Norfolk, Virginia. And then a one-hour program on WRVA, the largest news talk station in the state. And for one hour, I'm going to cry against this gambling stuff. God being my helper, I hope you'll pray for me. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that gambling needs to stop. Amen. Is do you know, but how, many of you, how many of you already knew that we had casinos already in Virginia? How many of you knew that? Yes. Portsmouth, Virginia, casino. There's several casinos. By the way, Richmond, they just had a referendum and praise God, Richmond said, no, we're not having a casino in our city. Amen. Northern Virginia, they had it. Up there in Burke, Virginia, they said, no, we're not having a casino. God bless them. So far we've had one delegate in the House who voted in favor of the gambling who has now said if it comes back to vote, which it likely is going to. I can't guarantee it, but it looks like it's going to come back for another vote. 
If he comes back for another vote, he said, I'm going to vote against it. One. One has made that commitment. Now, we've, we've put some seeds. I'm planting seeds. And we're praying. How many of you know God answers prayer? Amen, Amen. Amen to that. It's going to be an act of God to stop it. Now, I've already been texting with the governor. Been praying with him. It's going to take a lot of courage to veto this. There's going to be about 500 bills come to his desk. He's been elected for such a time as this. If he doesn't veto it, I'm still going to love him, but I will be disappointed. But I hope by some miracle that we can stop it before it gets to his desk. It'll be a miracle to stop it. That's really where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. We have not stood up as much as we ought to. And evidently, we've elected some people that have said good things to us, but they have not fulfilled obligations. That they ought to know better than gambling being good for this state. Yeah. Amen. Right. Amen. Dear Lord, I hope you understand gambling's wrong. Do you? Right. Not go back and listen to Friday night's message. I preached as hard as I knew how here on that, that, that evening. And I've preached stern all week, so I'm glad I got a happy message tonight. Aren't y'all glad? A happy message. Pastor, thank you for letting me be here. I want y'all to pray for me. We're really in a battle. Now we've got at least nine other organizations working right alongside with us. The Family Foundation right with us. ODAC's, Old Dominion Association of Church Schools. And just a number of, of groups that are standing right with us and joining with us in this fight. Praise God for them. But this is the fight that our God and country and faith wins that we're going after is all there is to it. And I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm concerned it's going to go the wrong direction. And uh, once things get started, it's hard to get them stopped. You all know that? So it would be a lot better if we could stop it right now. And, um, well, that's my report, as dismal as it is. Let me tell you something. My is still fixed on Jesus. Amen. Amen to that. And he's coming. Well, in our Bible tonight, and I want to say a big thank you to Pastor, and I see what time it is. Please do not get nervous. My 11 points, I'll probably only preach all oh, 10 or 15 minutes on each one. <laughs> we better get with it. <laughs> Psalm 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah for the church. There's two places of sanity left in this world. The Bible believing home and the God fearing church. <laughs> the rest of this world has gone insane. <laughs> I was glad, David said. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So I, I wrote out a little, a little outline tonight of how to be an exceptional church attender. How can I be exceptional at church attendance. I mean, Michael Jordan, he was an exceptional basketball player. And they've been exceptional baseball players and exceptional um, uh, football players. Exceptional. How can I be an exceptional church attender? How can I get into that elite group? Well, number one, now this is, this is deep, number one. 
show up for every service. <laughs> this is what you call a practical sermon. Show up for every service. Far too many Christians only go to church about once a month. Once a month is not enough. Three a week is barely enough. And that's why sometimes we have extra services is all there is to it. Sunday school, morning service, evening service, Wednesday night service. And then sometimes we add a few on because three a week is barely enough. And Christians, so many Christians only show up uh, occasionally. No, the Bible says it this way. Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching now while Virginia and our whole country seems to be getting worse and worse that means we need church more and more <laughs> amen to that we don't need less church in America we need a lot more church in America and uh, you don't need less church I'm telling you you yourself need more church that's why you came tonight I've already been provoked to good things tonight I'm so glad to have heard brother Tony sing that song this choir that's the first time that uh, that song that the choir sang first time anybody's ever sung that brand new song and uh, I love our choir Miss Stephanie doing a great job and Miss Rebecca on the piano praise God. Yes, show up for every service. Number two. Now, listen closer to number two. We're talking about how to be an exceptional church, uh, church attender. Number two, show up early. Yeah, come early. Colossians 3 and verse 23 says that this way, whatsoever you do, do it heartily. As to the Lord and not unto men. Coming to God's house to worship God, to obey God, to hear from God. Surely that ought to get our best effort. Would you not agree with that? Yes, we ought to give it our very best effort. Uh, you know, uh, now there's things that make it challenging to get here early. I know that. Having kids, having children makes things challenging. I know that. So you got to plan ahead for that. So on Saturday night, you lay out that boy's clothes. And uh, little Henry, here's what you're wearing tomorrow. It's Saturday night. And there's no options about that. Don't even ask me. These are the clothes you are wearing tomorrow. <laughs> you do some things like that. And then how many of you at the last second, you're like, where's my other shoe? I... I I can't go to shoe just with one shoe on. Where's my other one? This has happened to me twice. <laughs> two times I have come to church with two different shoes on. <laughs> At one place that I got to, they were different colors, you know. And that's why I go with all black now. I don't get anything but black. But uh, there were two different colors, and I hadn't even noticed. I got to church, and the preacher began, I mean, just having a good time. He made sure everybody knew it. So when I was up here sitting on the platform, I was making sure every now and again that I'd hold that brown shoe up, you know. Then after a while, I'd get that black one up here, you know, back and forth. We was having a good time with that. And when it was my turn to preach, I, I talked about that. I said, if you like this pair, of brown and black shoes. I got another pair like them, just like them back home. 
<laughs> yeah, there are challenges to get here on time. You're trying to find your belt, all that stuff. But you see, this is a spiritual matter. Coming to church is a spiritual matter. It's not just a schedule matter. It's a spiritual matter. And you don't want to get to church all frazzled and stressed and mind cluttered on everything and distracted by everything going on possible. Look, no, no, no. Show up early. It means you've got to plan ahead. Number one, show up for every service. Number two, show up early. Number three, show up ready to receive. Come ready to receive from God. Listen, if you're listening, say amen. amen. Psalm 19 says it this way. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, <coughs> yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, by these statutes, moreover by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them, there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I think we ought to come to church eager. Eager, eager to rejoice with the family of God, eager to hear from God, uh, turning everything else off and focusing on the Lord. And, and uh, uh, during the preaching, let God speak to you. During the song service, let God speak to you. Second Peter 3.18, grow in grace. Now growing means some change has taken place. And um, change means something's going to be different than it was before. And so we want to all take our next step in our walk with the Lord. So how to be an exceptional church attender. Number one, show up at every service. Then number two, show up early. Number three, show up ready to receive. Number four, show up ready to give. Show up ready to give. First uh, Corinthians 16 verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. So prepare your offering ahead of time. Get it ready. Get it in that envelope. Get it ready. Uh, myself, I've got an automatic check that goes to my church. Automatically, my credit union, automatic. Our give, and we can, we can give additional anytime we want to. And then on occasion, oh, once or twice a year, I'll call the treasurer of our church and say, my check's still getting there on time. I just want to make sure everything's working like it's supposed to. We don't want to be sporadic in our giving. We want to be faithful in our giving. And we want to be intentional in our giving. And how many of you have learned this? You cannot outgive God. 
There is no way possible. I get my little tiny teaspoon and give, and God gives this great big old shovel load back and a bulldozer load back. You cannot outgive God. So show up ready to give. Number five. Oh, Brother Tony, you're going to like this one. Number five, show up ready to sing. Yeah. When Brother Tony tells the number, get that songbook and participate. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. This singing part of our services, it's really not about carrying a tune. No, you don't even have to be able to carry a tune to be part of it. You are instructed in the word of God to sing. And you are supposed to sing. God didn't give that as a suggestion. God never gives suggestions. God gives what's called commands. <laughs> and so uh, Psalm 40 verse 3, He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. And the most important singing of our church is the congregational singing. When all of God's people sing. Psalm 149 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the congregation of saints. Number six. Show up willing to serve. Come willing and ready to serve. Galatians 5 and verse 13. Brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not the liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Then what are we supposed to use it for? But by love serve one another. That means teaching Sunday school, working the bus route, being an usher, uh, working in the Wednesday night program, work in the nursery, uh, being in the choir, uh, being a greeter, uh, being an offering counter, being a, a tech team worker. Back. Find a spot to serve. There's plenty of places to serve. The scripture assembly, everybody get involved with that. Let's all do our part. Every Christian should have a place of service to the Lord through their local church. Amen. All of us involved, willing to serve, just willing to help. Number seven, show up to church. Now, we're talking about being an exceptional church member, church attender, an exceptional church attender. Number seven, show up with an invitation pending. Um, what I mean is show up, you, you show up, and you have invited some people to come. And uh, it's getting on time and you're looking and say, oh, what time is it? Oh, I'm watching what time it is. And, and you go out here and, and you're looking out the door. Why? Because you're looking for that person you invited. Where is my coworker? They told me this coming today. And you're looking out the door. And when you see them, you go and you say, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Let me introduce you to some folks. Sit with me. Show up with an invitation pending. Uh, Luke 14, 23, the parable of the great supper. Luke 14, 23. The Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. God would like this house filled. 
Amen to that. And so come with an invitation pending. Well, number eight goes right along with it. Now, we're doing good. We're on number eight. There's only 11. We're doing good. Y'all with me? Number eight. Show up with your guest. Yeah, just, just somehow get them in the car with you. <laughs> you know, so many times you invite them, they say, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I've learned it's a lot better if you just say, I'm just going to come pick you up. I was out door knocking in Smithfield, Virginia. My, my church is in Smithfield, Virginia. And I was going to be preaching a Wednesday night service. I only get to be at my church a very, very little bit. It's really only when I'm preaching there that I get to even be at my church. I'm always, always, I was in 145 cities last year preaching. And, um, but I got to preach at my church last year. And, and I went out door knocking. And I got to this young man named, named um, Josh. And um, I talked with him and I... I asked him uh, if he was saved. He said, well, I'm spiritual. I said, what does that mean? Turns out he didn't exactly know what that meant. Uh, <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll tell you what, Josh. I, I'm, I'm going to be at church tonight. I said, Josh, what if I come and pick you up right here? Oh, about 6.30 or so, because church starts at 7. What if I come and pick you up right here tonight? Now, I've never seen the guy before. Never seen him before. And um, I'm just out door knocking. I said, I'll come right here at 6.30 and pick you up. He said, okay. I said, wait a minute. Did you say okay? He said, yeah. I said, now, look, you see my car there? I'm going to bring my car right here. I, you know, I'm, I'm really making a big deal out of this. You know? I said, I'm going to pull my car right up in your driveway. I'm going to come to your door. I, I, I'm going to be here at 6.30. You coming with me? He said, yeah, I'll come. I said, are you serious? I made a big deal out of it. 6.30, I showed up. Guess who got in my car? Josh. Guess who came to church on that Wednesday night? Josh. Guess who came back on Sunday? I wasn't there Sunday. Josh came back and he brought his grandmama. Yeah. You have to go and bring them, man. You have to actually go and bring them in. We sing that song. It's really true. Show up with your guest. Uh, 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 Andrew in the Bible. This is what Andrew's always bringing someone to Jesus. He brought Peter, his own brother. John chapter 1, verse 42. He brought him to Jesus. Come on, Peter. You're my brother. I want to show you Jesus. Come on. I want to bring you to Jesus. Well, let's do likewise and actually bring folks to church. Number nine. Oh, this is practical. Number nine. Talking about being an exceptional church attender. Number nine. Show up with your Bible. Bring your Bible to church. Every time Pastor Ogden preaches, have you noticed? It's always from the Bible. And then Brother Lane gets up here and he does his share of preaching and it's always from the Bible. And Brother Fox comes and it's always from the Bible. Yes, this is a Bible preaching church. That's how it's going to always be. Yeah, and so show up with your Bible. Recently, I was going through security at the airport, and I've gotten me this new, this is my second one of these, exact kind. This is my second, because they wear out. This is my large print, old Schofield King James Version Bible. Well, it was in my suitcase, and they went through at the security down that little belt there, and they said, oh, something's in your suitcase, so we've got to take a look at it. You got a weapon in here? I said, no. 
And so we went over there and they, they opened it up and it was my Bible. I mean, look at the size of this Bible. This is called a large print Bible. You know what I'm saying? And it went through my mind to say this. I started to say, well, I understand because that book's dynamite. <laughs> I thought about saying that and I had second thoughts. I thought I better not say it quite that way. And so I said it this way. I said, well, I understand that book is powerful. It is powerful. Oh, yeah. And so, yes, every single sermon. Did you notice the good Sunday school lessons we had? Brother Dale went first. It's amazing. We get two Sunday school lessons in this room. And Brother Dale goes for about 15 minutes. And when I hear him, I'm thinking, he ought to be on radio every single day talking like that. You know what I'm saying? And then Brother Tony gets up and takes some prayer requests. And then he brings a good lesson from the Word of God. Oh, yeah, it's always the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. This is very practical. Bring your Bible. Number 10, show up praying. Come praying. Praying for what? Praying for Miss Stephanie as she leads this choir. Praying for Miss Rebecca as she plays over here. Uh, praying for everybody, the, the Sunday school teachers, the, the preacher. Listen, without God's power, this is meaningless. We must have the hand of God. Do you not understand that? We must. Amen. John 15, 5. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, Jesus said, ye can do nothing. It's true. Colossians three seventeen. Whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. And then lastly, number 11, show up with a desire for God to reveal Himself more fully to you. Come to church and God, speak to me Reveal your will for my life uh, that I may fully be engaged in doing everything that you want me to be doing. Philippians 3.10 That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. Church, church, these services are a unique time for a unique connection with God. Do we understand that? And we ought to leave here more enthralled with God's wisdom. Oh, God, you have all wisdom. Yes, he does. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Because we ought to just be more enthralled every time that we come to church with the wisdom of God. As we leave, we ought to be more thankful for God's grace. Grace that He has bestowed upon us. As we leave tonight, we ought to be more humbled by the holiness of God. We ought to be under heavy conviction with a hatred for sin. This gambling in my heart, I have a hatred for it. I despise gambling. Where'd you come to those conclusions? From the Word of God, from the Bible. And um, there's going to be times now 
when we come to some of these services and it's quite uncomfortable because God puts his finger right on something in our lives and we fall under conviction. Can I tell you? Conviction from God is wonderful. It shows to us that God cares about us. He wants us to do right. Don't y'all want to do right? Oh, yes. One reason I keep coming to church, there's many reasons. I want God to speak to me. Talk to me, Lord. Show me from thy word. And I'll tell you, there's never been a single time that I read the Bible the right way that God didn't speak to me. Everybody stand. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I want our pianist to find, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. I don't want, I don't want you and I to attempt to be an average church attender. I don't want to be in that category. I certainly don't want to be in the category of a bad church attender. But I don't want to be in the category of average. I don't want to be in the category of subpar. I would like to be in the category of being an elite church attender. I can't do much. I'm weak. I'm pitiful. I'm puny. But one thing I can try to do is be faithful to God's house. I can keep showing up, faithful in attendance, faithful in activity, faithful in my attitude, faithful in my aspiration. I'd like to at least aspire to something good in the cause of Christ. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Now look, how can you really be a faithful church attender, completely right with God, unless you know God, unless you're saved. Look, coming to church doesn't make anybody a Christian. No. Receiving Christ as your Savior is how you become a Christian. Have you received Christ? Now look, it's simple. It is simple and yet so profound. And you can trust God God made it simple that a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, I was eight years old when I received Christ. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. I know on that Thursday evening I received Christ. Because God, listen, when God says, if you'll do this, I'll save you. Well, I did it. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, I called on him. I did my part. Do you think God did His part? Of course He did. You can't depend on me, but you can depend on the Lord. As the music plays, are there some couples that might want to come and hold hands a moment at the altar? I don't know. As the music plays, anybody that wants to come, for whatever reason, I want you to come. Oh, good. Now, who else wants to come? Good. Who else? Praise God. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Who else wants to come? Say, Lord, I want to be in that group. 
I want to be an exceptional church attender. I want to do my part. I want my attitude to be right. Our pastor's coming. I want you to listen to him, please. Allow the Holy Spirit of God tonight, dear friend, speak to you and show you exactly what you need. Just allow God to change you. I never met a person that was, wasn't very serious about serving the Lord that served him. If you're not serious about church attendance, you, you won't get what you need to be able to serve the Lord, to live for the Lord, to love the Lord. So tonight, make that commitment. I'm going to be faithful. My daddy used to say, I, I can't be a lot of things, but I can be faithful. I can be faithful to the Lord, to His work. Amen. look up. Now, Brother Byron has at the back uh, all these wonderful books, coloring books, yeah. uh, song books, CDs, and he has one candy bar if you want to fight him over it. All right. Amen. Yeah, I can tell you, you're going to lose on that because uh, uh, he's hungry. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to say thank you, Brother Byron. God oh, yes, bless sir. you, my friend, for, yes, for just being a blessing. Just Praise being God, a blessing. sir. Amen. Now, I want you to be praying for him this week. Be praying for him every week. I, I mean, I do. I pray for him every week. But uh, I want you to be praying as he uh, does this work and uh, talks to the governor and these meetings and uh, places that he's going to be on the radio and TV. You be, you be praying for him. Uh, God will give him wisdom as he goes oh, forward. Yeah. So let's be praying, if you will. Amen. And then, of course, uh, just be back on. Uh, Wednesday night, amen. We're going to participate in a great, great service on Wednesday night. Amen. Let's pray. Our dear Father, we do love you, and Lord, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for the simplicity of it. Thank you for the truthfulness of it. Lord, may you help us to, Lord, be willing to apply to our lives the truth we've heard here tonight. Lord, we think of this gambling bill that is in our state that's before our legislators. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you would touch hearts as only you can. can. Lord, you would convict and, Lord, you would guide and give uh, our legislators wisdom to, uh, Lord, uh, turn the, the tide. Lord, uh, you worked in a mighty way in Esther's time. You, uh, Lord, uh, seemed to, uh, Lord, have forsaken Israel and the Jewish people, but, Lord, uh, there was a time that uh, you turned the evil tide, and we're asking you to change things and, Lord, transform things that, uh, Lord, uh, this evilness won't uh, be allowed to uh, be just in our state and in, in people's lives. And, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Byron. Thank you for his work, for his ministry, for his love for you. And we just pray tonight you'll just guide him, you'll protect him, 
And Lord, you'll just give him safety as he travels. And Lord, we'll love you tonight. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Amen. Amen.